Hi there, it's Leanne, the Barefoot Medium, and we're here on Barefoot Radio, the show that aims to guide and support you in connecting, transforming, and growing in all things love, soul, and spirit. A big welcome to all our listeners and a very special welcome to the members of the Barefoot Tribe who are joining us today. Now, for those of you who are connecting into Barefoot Radio for the first time, my name is Leanne. I'm an international medium, channel, twin flame connector, intuitive love relationship and business coach, as well as an author, originally from Brisbane, Australia, and currently living in Columbia, South America. I am absolutely passionate about providing you with the opportunity to access practical knowledge and guidance, as well as tools and techniques you can use in your everyday life to embrace what you love and what brings you into connection with your joy so you can be more of your authentic self. Feel free to take off your shoes, sit back, relax and enjoy today's show where I am joined by Lisa Butler, an Australian author, poet, songwriter and personal development, life and career coach and counsellor who runs workshops, retreats and mentoring through her business, Joyful and Free. Now, Lisa is joining me today to talk about an amazing topic that I love, manifesting and creating. So welcome, Lisa. (laughs) Thanks, Leanne. It's lovely to be here with you. Now, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and your journey around love, soul and spirit, whatever that looks like and feels like for you? Oh, gosh. Uh, Well, I, um, I guess the reason why I started doing coaching and mentoring and went into counseling was because um, I, I feel very close to spirit myself and I want to be able to help others get through, you know, their, um, their challenges. Uh, and because I've been able to work through so many of my own challenges along the way, um, I thought, well, you know, I've got life experience, which is great, but then I went on and did a coaching course and a diploma of counselling and and those sort of things um and and that's led me to um to start joyful and free where i put together some programs Uh, i do one-on-one mentoring and coaching with people Um, a lot of the people that i've been working with in the past have been uh very creative people my my background is in the music industry and so uh, I have a lot of creative people um, who've come to me over over the years. But now I'm sort of um, breaking into more mainstream, um, and particularly women. This is um, such an exciting time for women. We're coming into our own. I mean, we've always had our power. I guess we just haven't really had much of a chance um, to, to show it and to live in it and now we're starting to do that and I think there are a lot of women who want to be able to do more with their lives but don't really know where to start with that and that's where I come in. Um, I see you as being someone who works with people who are already on their journey and I see me as being the person who starts them on their journey. 
Okay. So, yeah, so um, a lot of the people that I, that I work with are just, they're searching for something more in their life and I help them, I help them with that and then for me then they would go on to someone like you um, to learn even more and to develop that and, yeah, so I sort of, I have my, I have my place in the, in the, uh, you know, the line of, uh, helpers in the helping industry, I suppose you could say. Now, you mentioned, Lisa, that your background is uh, creative and around the music industry in particular. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, I grew up in with a very musical family. My mother was um, a, a singer and an entertainer and she still teaches today um, In and she's uh, almost 80. Uh, so I grew up with a lot of music in the home and I played music myself and it was my way of, uh, of escaping traumas that I was going through as a young person. And, uh, and I wanted to be a big superstar as all, you know, when you get into your teenage years and that's a thing for girls, we all, you know, you want to be that big pop star didn't really happen for me. And it's probably a good thing because, Looking at my personality, um, it's probably not something that I would have dealt with too well. But I, I loved music and I loved writing and I wrote a lot of poetry when I was younger and, and that led me into songwriting. And so I did songwriting for a long time, uh, tried to make a career out of it, but again, it wasn't meant to be, but it led me then to wanting to help songwriters. And so... But much further down the track, 10 years ago, uh, I ran the first um, Australian Songwriters Conference, which is like a four-day event for music creators here in Australia to help them develop their careers and their skills as writers. And that's been running for, well, this will be our 10th year this year, which is wonderful. And so that's where all the music comes in and where the uh, connection is with all those wonderful creative people. And, and I just love it because... Um, creative people are often extremely emotional, highly sensitive, um, very individual kind of personalities, and uh, and they are passionate, very passionate about uh, what they do. And I'm a very passionate person too, so I really relate to that. And I love how you talk about uh, music provided you with that escape for coming through some of your challenges. You mentioned that you help clients to move through challenges with your mentoring, your coaching and that mm. side of things. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about um, challenges and trauma because a lot of our listeners have challenges or obstacles or hurdles or, or even past trauma that they might be dealing with. Talk to me a little bit about what, how that manifests in people's lives. I think it manifests in a lot of different ways from um, a lack of self-esteem and self-worth, depending on the trauma, I suppose. Um, but I think that people start to feel quite beaten down after a while. And so helping them to re-establish their sense of self and their sense of self-worth is really important. Uh, and once they start feeling that and 
um, understanding their own power and their responsibility um, for themselves, uh, pulling them out of that victim mentality um, is really important because while in that victim mentality, uh, it's virtually impossible to see how anything can change because you're not being responsible for your own health and healing. Um, and so I think once people gain that understanding that they are responsible, that they have choices, there's no such thing as I have no choice. Of course you have a choice. It might not be an easy one, but there are always choices. And I think also... Uh, especially if I'm dealing with someone with um, a mental health issue, uh, they uh, can be very overwhelmed and their, their ability to think clearly can be quite, quite clouded and quite impaired. So to remind them that they do have choices and to talk with them about the options that they have, maybe even options they haven't even thought of, to open them up to new possibilities gets their creativity flowing again and they start to realise that they do have choices, that they can make changes. They just need the tools um, to do that and so I help with that as well. And, mm, yeah, so I think, I think it's broadening their understanding of who they are and what they can achieve for themselves yeah. and that they are responsible and giving that power to them because a lot of people think they don't have a choice in their situation uh, they feel like everything else is in everyone or everything else something else is in charge and they don't have any say in the matter so giving that giving that back to them is a huge thing and I think um, and I, I agree with you is giving them that power back and it's also um, you know when when I think trauma and obstacles or challenges and have clients that come to me with that um, we often think manifesting and creating with the universe is about those beautiful, amazing things, which it is. Um, but we can also manifest challenges and obstacles and problems. And I, and I like how you, you talked about getting people through that. What I want to just acknowledge is some of the ways that people have come to me with because often we see people who are, like I say, in their shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and what I mean by in their shit is that they've got that victim mentality, and I like how you, you mentioned that, is there's no way out, um, I've got this problem, I've got this challenge, I've got no money, I've brought my, my partner cheated on me, um, my, my health is, is not right. Um, you know, my business isn't working. I'm doing everything I can. What's wrong with me? Um, you know, there's so many different ways that that manifests. And from a trauma perspective, there's also, you know, when, within relationships in particular, which is a lot of my work is around that. Um, a lot of people have been through either physical, mental, emotional, financial, spiritual mm. uh, abuse. And mm. um, 
that creates trauma for the next relationships or the next connections that they're in if they don't take the time to heal it. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. And I love how you talk about, you know, there's always choices because there is. But how many of us are taught how to step out of that and really empower ourselves with with practical skills every day Mm. if you've been through trauma and negative experiences. So Mm. I love how you talk about that. Um, What what do you see people's, you know, obstacles, challenges in creating a beautiful, joyful life? What do you see mostly people come to you with? I find that people come to me, there's a couple of different, there's a couple of different type of, of person, people that will come to me. And I do find that I, you know, we, we tend to attract people who can, well, we do, we attract people who can get what they need from us. I don't attract someone who, who isn't going to get what they need from me. So I often attract people with, um, depression Mm -hmm. because I live with depression and I say I live with it I I thrive regardless of it I don't suffer with depression Uh, I um, I've learned to live with it uh, and I can help other people who are going through that to to learn to live and thrive regardless as well so I find that I do get people who come to me with those with mental health issues, depression, anxiety, and so on. I also uh, attract people who have goals and dreams but don't know how to a- achieve them, don't know where to start. Uh, and often, um, again, because they often have been in the music industry, those goals and dreams have to do with their career usually. Uh, and because of my experience, I'm able to help them with that. Uh, but also, um, I, not personally, of course, because I'm not old enough to have gone through it myself, but because my mum my went through, um, she was born at the very beginning of uh, the Second World War in Holland, in the Netherlands, and so, you know, that was her mum, her parents and family went through that sort of trauma, and having lived obviously with my mum growing up and experiencing that trauma as a child of the person who went through that trauma, uh, I can sort of relate to that as well. And I think that when when you've been through something yourself and you've found a way through, being able to help other people to find their way through, um, you know you can do it. And, you know, they can do it. And sometimes I feel um, if I have the belief in them, then they will learn to have the belief in themselves as well. I've I've found that. Um, In my book, I talk about some of of my personal stuff that I went through. Um, As a young person, I was bullied a lot at school and um, home wasn't wasn't very um, happy either. And I I felt very afraid pretty much the whole time and I tried to take my own life when I was 17 and 
that didn't um, ha- that didn't work. Obviously, I'm still here, which is great because um, I had I had so much to give. Obviously, the universe decided that uh, I needed to be around a bit longer, and I acknowledge that and accept that. So um, that's cool. Um, and I also um, went through some other as a woman went through um, some other stuff as well. Which again, I, I mean, I talk about it in the book, but um, the reason I'm telling you this is because my experience allows me to understand other people who are coming to me with their experiences. So I can, I can be understanding and empathic. And I think that's really important when you're a, whether you're coaching, counseling or mentoring, and there is a difference. Um, I think it's really important to have that, that understanding of, of the pain, um, even if their trauma is different to what your trauma was, you know what I mean? And just having someone understand them, um, is the first step to them healing and moving forward. Um, and I, I, I want to just touch on because um, I share a similar experience with you around the bullying, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I understand how that created some, some things for me in my relationships that I sometimes still deal with today. Um, so as... As a young child, I had um, a person around me, not through my choice, who was quite clearly in trauma herself and had some major issues going on. And I I now know that there were mental health issues there um, Mm -hmm. who, for whatever reason, just decided that I was going to be her target and... My love language, one of, well, one of my main love languages is words. So when I talk from that perspective, words really have an impact on me, whether they're positive or negative. And this connects in with that manifesting and like you talked about with being around your mum and, and all of that. If you grow up as a child hearing all of the things that are wrong with you, having them pointed out or that you're this, you're, you know, you're impatient, you're controlling, you're whatever, and it's like, well, hang on, it, just take a step back and reflect and go, is that really true for me or is this other person telling their story? And I really want to want to talk about that for some reason and, and like I said to you, Lisa, we're just going to go with the flow for the conversation today. Yes. And bullying is such a big issue for young people at the moment. Mm. And what I've learnt now about that experience of being told, you know, all these awful things as a Mm. child and then in my high school years when I was a size 8 being told I was fat and taking that on, and I acknowledge I did that, um, you know, and then made that true. Um, And I can look back and reflect now and go, wow, okay, that was just someone else's insecurities playing out and vented towards me. Um, But what I really want to get across is, you know, we can take on other people's beliefs and stories through those words and we can manifest it and create it in our lives. Yes. As whatever that might be. And every now and then I'll get triggered by 
someone saying something negative about me and I'll just take a moment and go, ah, there's that old story that's still there a little bit and I get to choose in that pause, yeah? And I like how you talk about we always have a choice because when I feel that trigger, I get to stop now and reflect and ask myself a question is this true for me? Yes. Is this someone else's story and perception of me? Mm. And am I going to take that perception and, and, and story on and play it out and make it true? Mm. And I, I really wish that young people would be given those skills to deal with bullying if they're dealing with that. Uh, mm. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that um, again. I mean, I can I can only really talk from my from my experience, and um, I still now even even now um, I'll hear someone. I can hear someone laughing behind me and think, "Are they laughing at me?" It's like an automatic response, and then I have to stop and go, "Hang on, no, of course they're not. You're not that important, Lisa." <laughs> Uh, and um, and I think that's I think it's true for everyone though. I think we all have those moments of uh, sort of whether it, whether it's a concern or an actual fear. You know that uh, we we we're a social we're a social animal, and we we need to feel like we belong. So when especially as children, we feel ostracised from the tribe and we don't belong. And not only do we not belong, but we are being told that we are not good enough, that we're ugly or fat or useless or whatever it is, you know, that that the tribe is telling us at the time. Um, That can stick for a really, that can stick for a whole lifetime. Um, and uh, and it can manifest itself in other areas of our life, in business, in our relationships, as you mentioned. And it is a problem, and kids can be so cruel, and and that's where it usually starts. I mean, you, you know that everything that we that we take on as as children and young people, um, it really does. It sits inside of us, um, waiting, waiting for the next trigger to, you know, to make it go bang inside. And you know, it's not, it's not an easy thing to get rid of. I think it takes time, and I think it takes persistence mm. and um, having some tools to work with. And I have to say, you know, the tools. Uh, having just completed your shifting the shit um, course has really moved a lot of stuff for me. I've released a lot of that stuff that I was still hanging on to. Um, and I know that that's going to make me a better coach and mentor for the people that I'm helping. But it just goes to show I'm 52 years old. So I've been hanging on to that stuff for so long. And some people, got, they hold on to it for their whole lives and die with it. And that's pretty sad. I like to think that, you know, even if I only help a handful of people, you know, those people are going to 
be able to move forward and, and create the life they really want because they're not being held back by all those fears and all that trauma and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love how you talk about that and, and I want to bring in now how powerful words are with manifesting and creating and, mm. you know, like you said, you know, you're not worthy, you're not this, you're whatever it is that people may be pointing out or that you may have heard throughout your life, they can have a powerful impact on your ability to manifest and create no matter what age you are. Mm. And, you know, beliefs can be conscious or unconscious. And if they mm. sit in your unconscious, mm. you're going to play them out in your life and you're going to manifest things as obstacles, challenges, hurdles, problems to bring those beliefs from the unconscious into your conscious awareness so that you get to choose a different story. Now, beliefs are simply stories based on words and thoughts that you've either been told or that you've had about yourself over and mm. over and over and over and over again. Mm. So it's just a repeated action or a repeated pattern that you're being invited to make a different choice with and start manifesting and creating something different. So mm. one of the things that, that you know, it can be a little challenging to, to change thought patterns or, or things that you've taken on, whether from other people or from yourself, for such a long time how do you change that? So one of the things I, I suggest to some of my clients is to just be more conscious, be more um, in your breath of what words you're putting out. And I think we talk so quickly, we, we say things in our everyday life too quickly and we're not present or aware of what we're saying and putting out into the world. So that that breathing, that pause, that breath to get conscious is so important. Is that where meditation and and awareness comes in for you? Like do you teach your clients about that? A little bit. Um, it depends on where they're at, what stage they're at. Um, but, yes, meditation is very important for me and I know it's a, it's very important for, for a lot of people. I find that it, yes, it brings me back into my own space and that it's, um, I become super consciously aware of, um, of my body and my non-physical, the non-physical aspect of me or my, my soul, if you want to call, call it that. And, and so I think that being able to, because when you're in trauma, you're often overwhelmed. And I think that's why meditation, particularly breathing meditation, can, it can lower your heart rate. It, it brings you back down into a calm space, allows your brain to stop, uh, to stop all the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Chatter. All that movement, all that, all that frenetic energy that goes on in our heads, the chatter, that's right. Uh, and I think once we can stop the chatter, 
we can start and start thinking a bit more clearly, it allows us just to think better, see the options, look for solutions. So in that way, I think meditation can be really helpful to people um, who are just, even just people who are just starting out on their journey, um, you know, particularly those actually when it comes to stopping that chatter, as you say. Um, I think meditation is really important. But I also, um, I also talk about, talk to my clients about the fact that they are both the clay and the potter. They are the, they are the creator and the created when it comes in, when it comes to their lives. You know, they, they can manifest anything they want. And quite often they'll manifest stuff without even realizing it. So understanding how that works, how, uh, how our thoughts, our words, our actions, and our behaviour moulds um, the moulds the experiences that we have every day, and being mindful of the way that we think, and and learning to reverse our thought process sometimes. Um, you know, I a good example of that. For me, would be uh, I used to call myself a techno moron. I, I when it came to anything computer related, technical, or that sort of thing, I, I just I felt like I couldn't get it. I certainly wasn't an IT expert or anything near that, and so I would laugh at myself and say, "I'm just a techno moron." I would say to people, "No, no, don't don't give me anything technical to do. I'm techno moron." Well, what's that going to do? That's going to instill in my experience, a lack of technical knowledge and also I'm belittling myself. So why would I keep doing that? So I have learned I don't do that anymore. I don't think it. I stopped saying it to start with and I would catch myself and I would stop saying it. And once I stopped saying it, then I stopped thinking it. This is what I tell my clients. <coughs> Pardon me. It's fine. This is what I tell my clients. Um you know, you have to change the way that you're that you think in order to change the experience that you have. So instead of talking about what you don't want, talk about what you do want. Because I'll often say to a client, "So tell me, um, you know, what is it that you want?" And they'll say, "Well, I don't want to be having fights. With my, I'm sick and tired of having fights with my son. I'm I'm tired of you know not having any money." I don't want to keep working at my job. I hate it, but I have to keep working there because I need the money. Life is crap. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what you don't want. Now tell me what you do want. And they look at me blankly because they've never thought about it that way, never even considered thinking about what they want. Everything is about what they don't want. Well, I know we're getting into law of attraction here, of course. Absolutely. Um, and, and manifesting is about that law of attraction absolutely. side of things. And, you know, it's where, and I, and, and thank you for mentioning, you know, I know you did my, my shifting the shit course. And one of the things that, you know, I was supporting a group of, of, of women, um, mm. and it just happened to be women. And I do work with men as well. Um, who really 
firstly start by looking at what the shit was. What was the the victim mode or the story that was, I don't want this, I've got problems with money, I don't have enough of whatever. And that's that negative low vibrational space that creates problems, channel challenges and hurdles in people's lives. Um, and it was funny, I, we got to about halfway through and one of the ladies said to me, oh, I've got problems with um, this at home, I've got problems with my relationship, I've got problems with money, I've got problems at work, I've got problems with my health and blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I did say to you a couple of days ago, pause, take a step back and really reflect on what you're putting out there. Did you do that? No, I have to keep going. Mm-hmm. I've got to get it done. And I went, mm-hmm, okay. And I just stepped back. And then a couple of days later, um, she connected with me again and it's like, I have this, this, this and this. And there were more problems and more challenges coming up. And it's almost like when people experience problems or challenges, they think they have to take action to solve them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the action that's needed is the pause, the meditation, the breath and the conscious awareness Mm. to go, what are you actually saying and what are you focusing on? Mm. Because if you're focusing on the problem, you're going to grow it and it will come into more areas of your life until you Mm. see it and change Mm. it. Mm. And I just found it really funny and then... (laughs) You know, we've obviously finished the course and I get an email asking me, oh, I'm going to start it again. Can I send you my tasks every day? And I went, no. <laughs> um, no, it, it, it's people's learnings to be ready mm. for it. And, mm. you know, I think that meditation and that pause is so important. And for me... I'm not a huge meditator and I need to acknowledge that you can't stop the thoughts. Mm. My meditation, meditation is about focusing on that breath. For me, Mm. I go for a walk and I Mm. consciously breathe Mm. or I do the washing up and it might sound really weird, but the washing up for me is just that unconscious action that allows me to focus on my breath Mm. and driving a car for some people is that moment when they get ideas and things flowing through because they're not thinking Mm. now I'm not suggesting meditating in the car (laughs) (laughs) I am you know that that reminds me that um yeah um one of the things that I encourage um, my clients to do, especially the ones that are very stuck in their own stuff, um, whether whether they're having like tr- whether they're dealing with traumatic experiences or whatever it is, they're usually very stuck in their own head, and and it gets to a point where it becomes it's all about them. And um, having depression, I relate to that because when I am going through a period of depression, like when, when it hits me, um, I know that 
you become very internalized and, and everything it's very hard to, to see or think outside of yourself and what you're going through. So one of the things that I encourage my clients to do when they're going through that is to go out and do some volunteer work because what they're then doing is moving away from their own stuff and doing and putting their attention on helping someone else, on doing something um, outside of themselves. I mean, it could be gardening. It could be, as you say, go, going for a walk sometimes works for them because the, that physical activity, but if they're doing it on their own, then they're still in their head. But if, if, they're, if they're with other people doing a volunteering, I used to do canteen at my son's school, right through primary school. I did canteen two days a week and I loved it. Uh, and it was so helpful to me um, to do that because I was out of my head and I was with the kids. And kids are such a joy to be around, especially the primary school kids. You know, they, they're so um, open and, uh, and free and uh, uninhibited and mostly, mostly lovely, you know, especially the canteen ladies. <laughs> So, uh, yes, so I used to love doing that because it got me out of my head and I encourage my clients to do that too because once you can get out of your head and out of your own drama because we create our drama and then we live in it and we, God, and it gets bigger and bigger. And so you've got to, you've got to move away from that and I just find that volunteering, helping others is a good way of doing that. Um, and then you can start, once you start to see clearly and think clearly, you do find those options, those choices, start taking responsibility. That's another big thing, keeping, keeping my clients accountable um, for their actions. And, and, you know, we talk a lot about that as well um, and, you know, processes and so on to, to keep them accountable every day. And I also encourage them to keep um, a journal, uh, appreciation journal, some of them like gratitude journals, I, like you, I prefer appreciation. Um, so, and I think that that's a really good way of, of reversing that thought, that, that uh, victim mentality. When you, because you can't live in appreciation and dis-ease at the same time. You can't, you can't live in, appreci- in appreciation and, and anger. You can't live in appreciation and disappointment. You know, if you, if you, live in, if you can live in a state of appreciation all the time, which is what we all, I think, I tr- I'm working to achieve that. I'm not quite there yet, um, but I, I think you, you can learn to do that. And when you do feel yourself... Uh, stepping out of that, you know straight away you can feel it. You, you can feel it go right through your body. And, and that's when I start with trying to, well, okay, what am I thankful for? What, what is there in this situation that I can really appreciate? And there's always something. And once I find it and latch onto it, then I know I'm on the, I'm on the road to moving up that emotional scale, if you like. Yeah. And I, think, I think it's really awesome that you mentioned that emotional side of it because um you know law of attraction yes is about your thoughts and and your beliefs and what you're putting out there um it's not just about thinking it to create it 
it's about that emotional feel that goes with it. And, Mm. um, you know, if you're sitting in sadness, um, you're going to create more sadness if that's what you're focused on. And it's, I'm not suggesting that anger or sadness or whatever emotion comes up is not okay because they are not you. They are a, uh, an energy and a moment in time that is come to you for a purpose. So even if you're in that state of sadness or anger or frustration or confusion or whatever, appreciate it. It's there for a purpose. So ask it, you know, after confusion comes clarity. So sit with confusion and appreciate it knowing that it will bring clarity rather than rather than fighting to go oh my god you know I feel sad I feel angry I feel frustrated I feel confused whatever and actioning and trying to get out of it it's just sit with it and feel it Mm. and allow it to move Mm. and I think that's the part of the manifesting and creating and the law of attraction that most people don't get. But mm. I've been thinking positively. I've been asking for what I want. Okay, how are you feeling? What do you mean? I feel frustrated. Okay, well, you're going to get more frustration. Mm. So what's a better feeling feeling that you can move to? And appreciation mm. helps you move to that better feeling feeling and it might be confusion after frustration okay fine after confusion it might be a little bit more peace great whatever it is so I think that's key for people to take away is that you have to be willing to look at that emotional stuff that's sitting there how you're manifesting and creating from your emotions as well Mm. yes absolutely So what I want to ask you, I'm aware of our timing, is can you share with our listeners three short tips about how people can move towards joy? Three short tips. What were three things that you would suggest for people to do, practical things in their everyday life that would help them focus on more joy? Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Well, there's plenty of those. Um, I think... One of the one of the important things that we don't do is love ourselves and show show ourselves love in a practical way. Uh, I'm single, mm-hmm. so every now and again, I will buy myself a bunch of flowers, or I'll do something nice for myself, um, even just something here at home. Um, you know, give yourself a facial or um, take yourself out for lunch or something like that that makes you feel good about yourself, helps helps you to do that. Um, another thing is I've already mentioned, do some volunteer work. There's nothing more joyful than knowing that you are being of service to others that you and it makes you feel so useful. And I think that's really important, you know, to feel. I think when you start to feel useful, especially if you've gone through something like bullying where you've been told that you're worthless you're useless, you're a waste of space, all that stuff. To feel useful and to know that you're helping others is so good for your self-esteem. 
um, and helps you to, to, to build that. Uh, another thing I think is to, um, I guess, I guess another thing would be to go get some therapy. You know, I mean, there's, <laughs> that's what we're here for. And, and whether, you know, whether you choose to go and see, um, you know, a psychologist or a, um, or a medium like yourself or, you know, a, a life coach or mentor like me, whatever works for you, don't be afraid to go and do it because this will, by, learn, by shifting that stuff, all that stuff, you will start to feel better. I guess also things like gardening and being out in nature and being with kids and animals and, you know, nature is an amazing thing. Go for a walk on the beach. Um, the energy of the earth is such a healing thing and can really bring joy to your life, um, you know, to do that every day or just even just when you feel like you need that, that boost, you know, that feeling um, that you need some more joy. That's another really good way of doing it. So there's lots of things that, you, that people can do, you know. Perfect. Have a dog. Talk to your talk to your three year old. You'd be amazed the knowledge and wisdom that a three year old has when you give them the attention and sit and talk with them. Um, yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, Lisa, for connecting with me and talking about this today. And I have thoroughly enjoyed hearing about your story and and your tips and techniques that you use with clients. Can you let listeners know how they can connect with you further with your website and, and Facebook and, and that side of things? Absolutely. Well, my, my website is joyfulandfree.com.au and uh, I also am on Facebook, joyfulandfree.com.au. You'll find, you'll find the links at the, at the uh, website. And yeah, I, you know, anyone who would like to connect with me can, can do that. I'm very happy to, to, um, chat with people and, uh, and help people. So, um, go to the website and you'll find all the information there. Perfect. Thank you so much. Now, Lisa also writes, um, a column in my magazine, the Temple magazine every month. And I am so grateful that you share your wisdom and knowledge with readers in the magazine. So thank you for that. Um, it's a pleasure. And so for those listening today, thank you so much. I hope you've gained some tips and knowledge that can help and support you in manifesting and creating in your own life. For those who are interested in connecting with me further, whether it's through readings or coaching or shifting your shit, then jump on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au. You can also subscribe to the Barefoot Tribe and um, start enjoying the benefits of being a member. I am Leanne, the Barefoot Medium. It has been a pleasure having you join me today and to guide and support you in connecting transforming and growing in all things love soul and spirit i wish you a magical loving and joyful week wherever you are whoever you are with and wherever you want to be in the world i look forward to connecting with you in our next episode of barefoot radio